Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams and Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by White Cloud e-cigarettes. We're not saying you should start smoking, but if you already do, awesome. And if you've ever wanted to try an e-cigarette, these are the ones to go with. White Cloud e-cigarettes offers over 20 flavors. That's almost as many as Baskin Robbins. 20 flavors and 6 nicotine strengths. It's cheaper than other e-cigarettes that you'll see at convenience stores and with much more variety. White Cloud e-cigarettes sponsors comedians they've been doing it for over two years now they've also sponsored uh comedy festivals like the boston comedy festival and the orlando indie comedy festival if you've ever been curious about trying an e-cigarette i have well the fling is the low cost no commitment way to do so and the fling offers same day ups shipping on orders before 6 p.m eastern but is there a website? Customers can go to WCESigs.com. That's WCESigs.com. But we want to make sure our listeners get them for cheap. So is there a coupon code? To get 25% off of the order, use the coupon code ALN Podcast. That's ALN Podcast at WCESigs.com to get your White Cloud e cigarettes today. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Huh? Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing on iTunes and listening to the podcast. Uh, the support uh, has been just incredible lately. You guys, a lot of a lot of Twitter action, a lot of emails. Uh, getting pictures of people wearing uh, ABL and shirts. Uh, really appreciate that. Keep listening on iTunes uh, or aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Of course, you can get it uh, on Stitcher or uh, on any sort of podcast app on your phone, iPhone or Android. Uh, but the support's been incredible. You guys uh, keep listening. We're going to keep pumping out these episodes. Some of the guests we got lined up, uh, I can't... Uh, I can't totally say. We've, we've mentioned some on the podcast uh, past episodes, but there's a few that I'm uh, lining up right now that uh, are fucking incredible. Uh, so thank you for listening. Today's episode uh, is uh, <laughs> just, God, some of these episodes we just laugh a lot. And uh, this is another one of those. Our guest is Roy Wood Jr., uh, one of the stars of TBS's hit sitcom Sullivan and Sons. Uh, he's been on Conan, Letterman, Ferguson, uh, 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 Jimmy Fallon. He's been on every late night show. He's one of the funniest comics in the game. And um, he's one of those guys, too, that, you know, has, has gotten his, his opportunities and his, uh, his, his credit. But uh, it ain't enough, man. He, he's literally one of the funniest comics out there. And all the comics know it. And Hollywood uh, needs to get their shit together and, and take more notice and give this motherfucker his own show uh you'll hear this episode and be like wow how how is this not guy uh how how is this how is this not guy uh i was how am i running a podcast with that sort of uh uh sentence structure uh you'll, you'll be like why isn't roy um you know uh, uh spearheading his own his own show and he will be soon because uh that's just what happens man you stay with it and it happens eventually roy's got great stories of uh growing up in birmingham alabama uh doing morning radio uh, how he uh, was hired to do prank calls on the radio station at 7 a.m., which is great because then we closed the podcast with another hilarious prank call to the Thai restaurant that I ordered from, and this one might might top the Aries Spears prank call. This one was <laughs> the Aries Spears as DMX prank calling was incredible, but holy shit, what Roy does and gets this guy 
gets the manager of this Thai restaurant so fired up. You got to listen to it. Uh, and, of course, uh, Roy's uh, day jobs that he held in Alabama, working at the arcade, working at a Cracker Barrel. Some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. And, and Brad and Roy and I, uh, again, a lot of laughs all the way through. Follow Roy on Twitter at Roy Wood Jr. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, Brad is headlining his home club this weekend, March 5th through the 7th, the Brea Improv, Fullerton, California. Go out and see him. Get your tickets at improv.com. Always a killer show. It's his hometown, man. Go see him. Support the podcast. Tell him you love the podcast after the show, before the show, during the show. Fucking while he's giving somebody a lap dance. Just whisper in his ear, I love the podcast. And be like, thank you, sir. Why do you have such a high-pitched voice? Uh, go out and see Brad, March 5th through the 7th. Again, tickets at improv.com. Adam Devine and I still on tour, still rocking it. Shows have been incredible. Uh, I just, you know, it's a dream to be on this tour. Adam uh, and I are uh, great buds, and, and to get to kick it this long is, uh, is a real treat. It's a real treat. And then to have the shows be uh, as, as incredible as they are is, is, uh, is a cherry on top. Um, God, where are we coming up? Well, uh, we've we've been to Boston, we've been to DC, we've been to Orlando, and now, uh, oh shit, yeah, we just did Boulder, uh, Colorado. Uh, that was fucking bananas. Legal weed. Uh, Vancouver, BC, March third, baby, March third. That's tomorrow. Vancouver, the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, BC. Uh, get your tickets, Ticketmaster.com, uh, and then March fourth. My uh, Maybe my favorite date on this tour. We're going to be at the Neptune Theater in Seattle, Washington. My hometown, the Neptune Theater, used to be a movie theater, and I saw the Blair Witch Project there when I was in high school. And now I'm about to do stand-up on that same stage. Uh, really pumped up. And then March 5th, we're uh, at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon for two shows. March 6th in Anaheim, California at the House of Blues. Uh, right near downtown Disney. Uh, and then we end the tour in San Diego at the House of Blues on March 7th. So get all your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or Google Adam Devine Stand-Up Tour and, uh, and come see us. And, of course, get your merchandise at AstoyMerchandise.com. E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com has all your ABLN merch needs, shirts. Uh, we've got, as I told you, hats and some new shirt designs coming. Hang with us. It's just taking a little longer because we want to make it perfect. But buy your shirts. Buy your shirts. Get them in advance for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. We also got Fourth of July coming up. Uh, you know, buy them for your loved ones. Buy them for your kids. Put them on your fucking dog or your or your your fucking your cat, your friend's cat. You know, support the pod. That's how you can do it. You can listen to it and subscribe and tell your friends. And we want you to do that. But also get some shirts, man. They're comfy as shit. I'm wearing one right now, and that's all I'm wearing. That's all the merch info. Those are the Twitter handles. Those are the tour dates. Now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy a hilarious episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Roy Wood Jr. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast. It's about last night. <laughs> Not telling me. There we go. I'm good now. There you go. Uh, in the hood. Uh, is that your catchphrase? <laughs> Do you have a catchphrase? 
I've never known you. Fucking Larry the Cable Guy. Never save that for the. Save that for when we're rolling. Well, we're going. Yeah, we're going, man. Oh, we're going, man. We just get into it. There's no fancy intro. I didn't know. We about last night. Hilarious. You used to listen to us in the back of the day. Dude, we used to start off like that. I know, man. Oh, exactly. It was. And then we realized that was fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, because like we didn't know how to do it, and like, like I, I always thought like, well, it's kind of like a radio show, so you have to start off doing the radio thing and welcome to the bet last night podcast what would you do but no it's just because then you're forced to start rather than just getting yeah there's no rules to podcast and it doesn't matter yeah it's, it's like also some program director coming in no well we do <laughs> he's just in uh he's on vacay yeah yeah i'd never had a catch for i used to i but the funny thing is my first year of stand-up i spent a good Two weeks trying to come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked, man. I just feel like. Right, but you gotta remember, though, man. I started down south, so it was like the mm-hmm. southern. This is '98, so it was like that southern Def Jam boom. And, in where? Uh, Birmingham. I was split time between Tallahassee and Birmingham. I was in college in Tallahassee, but okay. all the open mic, all that shit yeah. was Birmingham and Atlanta. So the Atlanta comedy boom was starting, the southern rap scene. So being black was this good, super duper thing. <laughs> and. The, at the time, there was a guy who had uh, hamburger. Uh, hamburger. Hamburger. Oh, God. That's literally his catchphrase. His catchphrase, yeah. his name is Hamburger. He tells a joke. The joke does okay. But then he says, hamburger. Applause break. Applause break. Just like buttoning the joke. When you with- see a girl with a big booty, you just say, mm, hamburger. <laughs> Applause break. What? It was nuts. It was crazy. Now, it's a, he's, he was a Def Jam vet. What How about, popular were hamburgers wait, at that time? Well, I mean, there's that guy. Then there's uh, Chucky Ducky. Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his catchphrase. He uh, tells a joke. He goes, Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Demolish. Oh, my Demolish. God. Demolish. And then there was So him. if I was like the choo-choo train conductor, right? And that was my thing. And like every time after a joke, I was like, ladies, you know, because I would have to talk like a black comic, even though I'd be white, because I'd be in the South. And I'd be like, sure. yo, yo, fellas, you know when you get that girl with that, that big-ass stanky butt? You know when she's got the stanky butt? Choo-choo. And the people would go fucking nuts, yeah? Applause break. Three people in the aisle I was, having a heart attack. I was born in the wrong time period. Because you're white, so it like doubles the, Double. the yeah. amazement. Yeah, white boy, man. Crazy. Crazy. There was another guy um, out of Atlanta um, named Jamario. Jamario, Jamario. <laughs> oh my God. Good, that's the other thing. If you have a double name. I was going to say, yeah. I love the double names. Yeah. So Bruce Bruce. Bruce Bruce is the only one that I think ascended out yeah. of the right. double name comics. But Jamario's thing was y'all don't know nothing about no Jamario. <laughs> you laugh, but the shit was hilarious. Oh. He would get us. Ladies, I don't know what y'all think y'all doing. Expecting a brother to pay for the meal every time. You don't know nothing about no Jamario. <laughs> Destruction. So, yeah, and this what is just the, the premise. F- this is just the setup. <laughs> he hasn't even gotten to the punchline. Uh, oh my god! One of my first like actual paying gigs in comedy was I got to be the house MC at BB King's restaurant, and it was like I would introduce the bands. This was here. This was this, okay. was, this was here in Hollywood, and it was me. And there was this other comic. It was a black comic. I don't know his name, and his opening line was, well, Saturday, tomorrow's Sunday, you know what that means, we all gotta go to church. Destruction. <laughs> just destruction. So he's just... That's ne- a statement. I know! As a young comic, I'm like, wait, what? That's all you have to do? So I can go on stage and be like, well, today's Saturday, tomorrow's Sunday, 
white folk go to Disneyland, and like that, and like that's just gonna that, that, that that's just but, gonna kill. But how would he open his show on a Wednesday? <laughs> what would he say? Well, yeah. today's, Wednesday. today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Right. After that's Friday. Thank God for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be the craziest oh, shit. Fuck. Man, I tried to come up with the best I could come up with was. You guys are gonna laugh. This is so goddamn god awful. Jokes from year one. Hey, it's jokes from year one. It's a, it's all right. Because that's the type of asshole I am. Yeah, that was gonna be my catchphrase. At a fucking t-shirt. Wait, that's the kind of asshole I am. That's the kind of asshole I am. Oh, and man. so I would start each bit over the, and I was only featuring, so I only got mm-hmm. to cover twenty five minutes. So sure. I would start the topic. I would start the joke with you. Know, you know, I see people with duct tape plastic on your windows. When you go in the store, I rip that shit off. Because that's the type of asshole I am. Why you got... And then I would go into the joke. Yeah. So that was yeah. my... Y'all don't know nothing about no Jamario. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. Nobody was on board. Oh, God. And I had fucking 40 <laughs> shirts, shirts that I ordered from Tom Haynes stand-up stuff in Charlotte, North Carolina. First run, 40 shirts... Three color, one sided. Oh man, four dollars and fifty cent a shirt, and I was stuck with those bitches. And you still got them? I have one left. I kept one, just to I be like, to just, just remember whenever I think, like, you know what? I should make a catchphrase. Oh wait, yeah, literally. <laughs> just it's, to remind it's, you, my mom uses it to like wash towels, <laughs> clean the house, and just like a freaking house shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that, and then on to- on top of all that, short shortly a- after that, you have. Fox were these redneck and oh that was already going on at that oh, yeah, time th- and Cable Guy was already starting to roll into Gator Dunn here's your sign yeah Billy all Ma- that I, dude I was like I'm, I'm a southern guy you gotta have a catchphrase I, I need a catchphrase <laughs> yeah that's just kind of asshole I am asshole I am but I'm 20 and I'm wearing a suit on stage I look like <laughs> Steve Harvey Jr like no one's <laughs> no one's buying that I'm an asshole right. Yeah, it's like like you're 20. You you don't you don't know what that is yet. Now, what's comedy like in Birmingham? And and like what are you what what's around you that that uh starts to uh create the um I don't know, the comedy vibes in you or were you just always funny? Well, it was kind of funny, but I didn't think about stand up till Comedy Central came on the air. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like my 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 dad had like the albums, you know, all of the yeah. you know, you name any dirty Red, black ad- Red Fox, yeah, Pryor, all, all those guys. Of it, all on yeah. vinyl. So I'd sneak and listen to that. But, but you I don't know like, it's oh, a career cool. possibility. You think it's a hobby or you just... I, I like comedy. Or something like, yeah. I just thought it was some other level shit. Like, it's like magician. Like, it's just some <laughs> shit you see people do. <laughs> like, where do you go to find out yeah. how to make a car disappear? This is like David yeah. Copperfield. He's fucking disappearing space shuttles and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, that's dope. I don't know. If <laughs> he must be the only one. That's how I felt about Slurpees. <laughs> I was like, this blows my mind. I don't know how they got all these flavors in this machine <laughs> side by side. You machine at your house. Yeah, I do. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> when I make my first million, you laugh, but I'm getting shuffleboard table, Papa Shop basketball machine, and a Slurpee machine. I'm uh, getting a jet ski, and I'm getting a batting cage with a jugs machine that throws breaking balls. <laughs> wow. Roy Wood. Roy Wood, like, you know. Already, you know. already in my head. Now, we yeah, have like I've a heard. cutout of like, uh, you know, I don't know, fucking Brett Saberhagen or whoever you looked up <laughs> yeah, to as a kid. Picture. And it comes out the hole where yeah. the pitcher's hand is. Yes. Nice. Why not? Why not? Do it. I don't know. I might do like some hologram where it's a motion. We'll be there. It looks like it's throwing it or whatever. We'll be there. Oh, Dude, my God. When I started, there was 
there's I mean, even now there's still only one regular comedy club in the state of Alabama. So I never Stardom. understood Yeah, I Stardom never understood Birmingham. the concept mm-hmm. of stand up. So it wasn't until I started seeing Comedy Central and I go, Oh, there's people other than Eddie Murphy and Sinbad? <laughs> I thought other than people doing stadiums, <laughs> like, I thought these were the it. two gentlemen and some Bill Cosby fellow. But right. I thought that was just a one-off thing. <laughs> and I see these motherfuckers no on TV yeah. doing this shit. And I was like, all right, I could do that. But I just never got the guts till I got to college. You, you know, you get to college, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother world, and you get to be a different person and all of that shit. And so that's when I started doing it. So I would take the bus back to Birmingham to sneak and do open mic, and then because t- I didn't want to bomb. Locally, right? Face in, motherfucker. Yeah, good for in, you to have that. People might know you from there. Yeah, I mean, I'll go home and nobody will believe you when you tell them I was here because right. I say I was at college, man. <laughs> and I go to Atlanta because you know in those days, open mic in the South was only once a month. I mean, most cities there was not weekly open mics. Atlanta was probably the only place, but it was a lottery system at the white club, so. There was no mm-hmm. guarantee after an eight-hour Greyhound ride that you right. were going to fucking get on stage. Wow. So I kind of had to, like, call them with sob stories and shit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm on the bus. Uh, the lottery is sign up is at 5. The show is at 8. I understand. <laughs> I'm on the bus. Can you? Is there Can you just start writing my name down? I'll finish yeah. it when I get there. Right. Yo, when I used to sign the list in Atlanta mm-hmm. for them to put your name in the hat on my na- for my name, I write Roy Wood Junior. On rode a bus. <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking have mercy on my soul. Work for Rosa Turner. Parks. Why not? <laughs> nice, good call. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Yeah. Nah, I wasn't funny, man. I wasn't a class clown. I cracked jokes here and there. Only time I was funny was when I played baseball. Because mm-hmm. you were away from the school, I wrote the bench. It's a lot of time to think of shit. Like, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. High school sports, man. Yo, you want to talk about some fucking bullying? <sighs> the shit you yell sure. across the field at yeah. an opponent. There ain't shit that's happening in a school that, that's half as bad. It's what's being. I can only imagine what kids are saying to each other on a football field in the middle of a oh, 12 yeah. man scrum oh, from the line. Crazy yeah. shit, dude. Oh, yeah, and I play basketball, dude, and I, I got some of the shit I got heckled by in some of these opposing schools. I didn't even know it was possible to say to another person. <laughs> oh, it's insane. And that was the parents. <laughs> For sure, dude. Yeah. Dude, so I was in charge of, like, the heckle crew. So it was our job. You know, I took, I took pride in it, too. Yeah. I, well, I hey. I wasn't going to play every game. So. If, you're, if you're on the bench, that you go, hey, Roy. You gotta you gotta psych out the other team. That's your job. Legit, those are the first laughs I got was wow. yelling from the dugout while an opponent is batting mm-hmm. and looking out in right field and seeing Maxwell Hawkins on one knee laughing <laughs> between pitches. Like that was my audience, was my teammates. Because he's not supposed to be down on one knee. Of course, no, and if no. you did that, you know that you're having an impact. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean you're rattling the other guy. I mean, we're calling him just I mean, way past Mm-hmm. Fat boy. At the time, yeah, you got to get clever in mm-hmm. high school. At the time, the movie A League of Their Own was out, and so Rosie O'Donnell was all, mm-hmm. and there was this fucking fat white dude. It went to Pinson Valley, and we called this dude Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he came, so fucking fire and 
Koosh balls at him, like from the talk show. Koosh balls. Yeah, Koosh balls. Koosh balls. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Koosh balls. That sounds like something you say when you come. And they used to get us back. I mean, they'll call you nigger and try and step on your ankle. I mean, but it was, we didn't really get mad about it because it's like, I've antagonized you for five straight innings. I've called you Rosie O'Donnell for three hours. Yeah, so when I slide in the second, I'll trade off this aggressive (laughs) tag to the face. You could have tagged my leg, which is three feet in front of me to tag me out. But you pimp slapped me with the baseball glove. <laughs> You're like, ah, I probably deserve that. It's like, all right, this fucking nigga. I'm like, all yeah. right. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'm going to go. I can't be mad. Mama. <laughs> and this is before Google. Could you imagine, man, if you were in high school now oh. and you could Facebook an opponent before going right. to the game? You That's got to be happening, right? Holy you you can look stuff up. You can look up their girlfriend's name. You can look up pictures of their girlfriend. You can post girlfriend. photos. Oh. You can, you can uh, like, you know, um, doctor Photoshop pictures of their girls from Instagram. Dude. To show, like, the whole team. I would be next level bench warming <laughs> heaven. <laughs> If I played high school athletics now, I would right? get banned. Like it would legitimately, it would start on Facebook the night before. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'd create some phantom account. Yo, dude, you fucking my girl. Like, right? Create a phantom account. Yeah, yeah. that's how you get inside their head. Dude, I would. Just... And then you start bringing that shit up in the post. You know, if you're playing ball, mm-hmm. just being like, mm-hmm. Yo, I saw that. Uh, I saw those comments on your girl's page about, <laughs> about her saggy titties. Yeah. Oh. She... <laughs> yeah, what's happening there? I've heard fans do that. To, um, oh, sure. Duke, like Duke, Duke will do stuff like that all the time. Uh, with like the, uh, what's it called? The, can, the, can, the camera crazies. Yeah. yeah there, there's stories. There was a story. I thought you were going to say Mike Shashevsky is known for posting <laughs> Everyone anti-Semitic knows. shit. On Everyone knows. Shashevsky's a troll. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But like they, they did something, and I'll look it up in a second, but they did something where they created a fake account of, of, of like a hot chick. And then, like tr- that, like the hot chick was essentially catfishing one of the players on the other team oh, and saying, "Like, hey, no. come hang out, come meet me, I'll suck your dick, I'll do blah blah blah," and like sent- and, like sending him pictures. And then he showed up, and like no one was there. Oh, and like they and fuck. and then they started chanting the girl's name like from the crowd, so he knew they were catfishing. Like that's some oh, that's some next level shit. Diabolical. Right. How do you play when that's happening? You're way past TP in a statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just gone to a whole nother level. Like now, like yeah, sure, technology's great for for whatever, but like now it's gotten to the point where you literally have to have a conversation. If if you got like eleven, twelve year old daughter, son, <laughs> you, you you gotta have that conversation like, hey, don't send pictures of your of your junk. To, yeah. ed, to anyone else in the school. Please don't. Yeah, you have to say that. I'm surprised that's not something that's been highlighted or profiled on any sort of real sports. Or maybe it has been. Just that type of, like, you know, trash talking that's, like, on you know, online just now. Next like Next level. Next level just, shit, man. Because, like, that's... The abuse. That's <laughs> got to factor into... Uh, that's almost more... Uh, does more damage than just the yeah, verbal players stuff. Players talk that yeah. shit. No, you know, it doesn't affect me. The fans go say whatever they want. And fuck that. Really? They read everything, Dude, don't they? They know. They know. They have that's, to. That's, that's why it's got to be. Painful. That's why it's called bulletin board material. You don't think <laughs> Sam Cassell, you know, didn't know that people were saying Marvin the Martian or whatever the fuck they were saying yeah, about him? Winner won two back-to-back championships on you bitches. He's like, oh, I'll show you yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be ugly. He It'll be used ugly. it. He used it. He, he didn't did. let right. it affect him. You know, some guys try to turn it into motivation, but. Sure. Well, yeah, just, just Google Michael Jordan's Hall, Hall of Fame speech for that. 
Good what lord, a prick, dude! <laughs> For real, dude, what a I, fucking magnanimous prick. Have you seen Jordan's Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't at the end. He was like, "I'm the best." Fuck Bill Cartwright, peace <laughs> or something. No, he, uh, at the end, try the whole speech. The guy that brought him out, the guy that introduces him, like he could pick anyone right. from his life. To be the person to introduce him. He could pick Pippin. He could pick Horace Grant. He could pick Phil Jackson. He could pick uh, uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Dean Smith, Bugs Bunny from the Monstars. Sure. Wayne Knight, his agent from (laughs) Space Jam. And who does he pick? He picks, was it the guy? The guy that made the team over him when he got cut in high school. In high school? What? Then this motherfucker's (sighs) the dummy to agree to do it. Well, what was he doing? This could have been a great moment. Regular job shit. Yeah, yeah. He's just some dude working and selling pencils. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> now, did he make? Did Jordan, Jordan write the speech for him to say too? Like when he brings him out? I don't know. If this is Jordan the greatest man. <laughs> this is the, I'm the guy I, who made the team over Michael. And look at me and now. Look at me now and look at him. <laughs> it's amazing. Is that what he said? I don't know. I can listen to that note. But it's something. It's not his fault, motherfucker. The coach is the one who cut you. Right. Go get the coach. Oh, he did? Oh, doesn't Let the really coach good. bring you up. You Dude, know, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, I have so many issues. With that, it just extends beyond fucking basketball. I, I just, oh, with Jordan? Yeah, like, for the amount of children, and I'm probably talking out the side of my mouth because I'm not informed enough. Mm-hmm. But I would argue, anyone, that Michael Jordan, the sneaker, mm-hmm. has killed more black people. <sighs> Than Michael Jordan, the person inspire. <laughs> it's not, Holy shit! It's neck and neck. I'm I am not smart it's, enough to to come back with kid, that intelligently. Every kid that watched Michael Jordan yeah. dunk is like, yeah, I'm like, we like Jordan. Mama, go buy me the sneakers. Pop, 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 pop. Oh. Dead. How'd that work out for you? You should have been like Barkley. <laughs> No, should have been. An, I want to be like Stockton commercial. Yeah. And he doesn't say a fucking word about it. Wow. Your name is on this product. I understand it's big money and they got to yeah. be collectors. Well, then you change how the shoes are released or you change how people get access to Do them. what Stefan Marbury did when he had all his sneakers for $5. 12 bucks or whatever the hell. Oh, you just make them available all the time, bitch. But yeah. you can't do that not because the then they aren't valuable to $300. You can't. It's not your fault that somebody's going to get shot two months from now. Yeah. But. If you're fucking, have you ever been to a Jordan release? I've only in my life only owned one pair of Jordans. It's like going to an Oprah taping, dude. It's it's literally like Black Friday, but there's only one store having the special. Oh God, that's (laughs) not good. That's the only way I can describe it. And you're in front of a line. There was a bunch of kids in Birmingham um, who got robbed one morning waiting Mm -hmm. out in front of it's like twenty kids in front of a Foot Locker in the hood, like one of those. Strip mall next to a radio shack, just open air yeah. footlocker. Yeah, yeah. Niggas rolled up and just like three dudes with guns. Yeah, we know you all have cash because you're here to buy $300 sneakers. Wallets, please. Wow. Rob the whole line. Wow. Because they knew. Can't point the finger at Jordan directly, but if I had a product that my name was attached to, that people right. are they fucking. cost all that. You got to just say something. Just fucking say. Come out and say, hey, guys. Sorry, niggas. <laughs> Buy my shoe, though. <laughs> and it's not so, so much. Like instead, so like when George Bush came out on the aircraft carrier and had mission accomplished <laughs> as a sign behind him, he's got a sign that says, well, I can't say that, but sorry, N-words. <laughs> behind Yo, man. Him. He, built, he built part of his fortune oh 
on some shit that ain't good for the community he claims to represent. And I have a problem with that. Wow. And maybe if he, I don't really have a joke for it, but he kidding me? Don't need one. It, you know, I don't give a fuck how many rings you got, dude. Mm-hmm. It's how many lives have you changed? How many people have you affected? And like to that, to that regard, nobody will hold Jordan accountable, and I can't because you know all I've done is be on a TBS sitcom, so. <laughs> I don't have the fucking leverage. That ran for three seasons. Well, get, yeah. get, you know, give yourself some credit. Yeah, you know, 2.2 <laughs> <laughs> cumulative every week. Yeah, but you said you had some, like, best hardest worker trophies from, from a kid. So don't knock all your rings. Well, you know what, man? Mike Vandiver Hustle Award, 1995, Ramsey High School. <laughs> <laughs> never, never that's, your, that's your motivation. Ramsey Baseball. That, and I got second place statewide social studies fair. No shit. How you love that shit? What's up? Some so, study on homeless people. I don't remember what it was. So you can tell us about the Louisiana Purchase or some shit like nah, that? No, I wasn't that oh, okay. smart, dude. Oh, okay. I'd fucking, I, I barely graduated high school. That's the thing. No kidding? Uh, dude, I had a 2.2. And I was technically, I was in the gifted program until my junior year. But the problem mm-hmm. is that my dad was a fucking dick. So... <laughs> He didn't work on, like, the way my dad would have arguments with my mom, mm-hmm. he would go, all right, well, since you're going to bring up that, you know, my dad's cheating all this shit. I got two younger half-brothers and shit. Mm-hmm. So Me too. Like, you ain't teaching in the house. Yeah. And my dad's big get to fucking win an argument is to just not pay a bill. So, all right, well, bitch, since you're going to bring that up, God damn it, I ain't paying the gas bill. <laughs> What? For how long? Nigga wouldn't pay the gas bill for like two months. Shit. So to win an argument? To win an, to prove a point that you don't Son talk to a... me like that. I'm the man of the house. Oh my god. Now in terms of an anti domestic violence strategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's pretty good. It's great. I gotta tip my it's hat great. To pops. You have to tip I mean, that. you know, when you consider the alternative. Well, considering that my mom was in law school, I mm-hmm. know you can't withdraw, and I know the money you make every day over at UAB and Miles College is not enough. Mm-hmm. To cover what I refuse to pay, so freeze. So I, once I got old enough to work, like around fourteen, I got a job at Baskin Robbins, pretending to be fifteen. <laughs> From that point on, mm-hmm. I I would make money and bring money home. So you find a decent employer that doesn't give a fuck about child labor laws, <laughs> and you could work till ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night on a sure. school night. So yeah. your fucking grades go to shit. But you're not freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at priorities. Yeah. So which is why my mom has always kind of given me a pass, at least out of high school, Mm -hmm. on my grades not being pristine. I didn't have time, but I had a fucking killer. Yeah, it's ACT, like, you know, yeah. sure. It's like smash sure. that standardized to offset that weak GPA. So <laughs> you See, get that college accepted. I, I I would love to have guys like instead of like trash talking in terms of how hard they are, say the kind of stuff that you just said. Like, yeah, man, smash that ACT, motherfucker, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Brush that shit real quick, yo, <laughs> man. My my analogies was on point. <laughs> by the way, by the way, the line you said, I got a job at Baskin Robbins when I was fourteen, pretending I was fifteen. Sounds like an ice cube lyric. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear that with a beat behind it. You know what's funny, man? I got that job and I thought I was the coolest motherfucker. You were, no pun intended. No. Yeah. <laughs> you were. Well, no, the coolest job, the two jobs you wanted to have, mm-hmm. at least in Birmingham at the time, you wanted to work at a sneak at a shoe store. Yeah. Okay. Sell sneakers. Now why? Well, because that's where all the chicks came was, in. Okay, yeah. And that's sure. where like it's a social who's who of yep. Birmingham because anybody 
who's fashionable got to show up to get sneakers. You get to dress all the fashionable people so that right. you see them out at the clubs and at the teen parties. They see and they speak. So you're cool. You're in the right, end, you're right, in the right. cool kid crowd. That and they want discounts and good deals yeah, on, exactly. on their sneakers. You hook them up, couple they extra socks, you. shit like that. <laughs> and the other job you wanted, this is going to sound so fucking stupid, but video arcade. If that, you were the guy in charge of the tokens, oh, oh dude, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound video arcade. I mean, because people don't realize like that kids don't realize coming up now what these video arcades were. I dude, I I remember going to the arcade for three hours and that was the greatest three hours of my week dude, oh yeah i beat teenage mutant ninja turtles yes what i beat it on a dollar 25 cents what you're a legend Robert five quarters Yo, why aren't you opening that when you get brought quarters. up by the improv <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so many yeah who cares five about that quarters five quarters beat you beat shit. that game shredder all those motherfuckers <laughs> did you like have a crowd of people around you going roy 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 well, at, at the end motherfuckers want to jump in you're like no shit, i hate it yeah so you were solo because there were people cycling in sure. and out right but what i hated was that when it would get to a boss and two or three guys would die they would go, yeah, I'm going to let you handle that. And I'm by myself. Like, Motherfucker, put your quarter This back is when in I need help. you. Yeah. yeah. Now is when I need a fucking teammate. And they leave you hanging. You beat the boss. Right. And then they come. They jump All back right, in. I'm going to jump back in. Yeah, oh, I'm going to jump man. back in. Like, they take go, out this Foot Clan. Where were you at Bebop and Rocksteady, asshole? They go, oh, Mortal Bebop Kombat was. Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what was that? That's I another played? thing I would buy. In addition to the Papa Shot Hoop and the Silver Machine, I buy two life size. Point ups. Cut out. Well, no, two life size cutouts of Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Maybe statues outside of my place. Uh, Dude, just, just just get him tattooed on your back. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more <laughs> shitty suggestions from Brad Williams. Fuck you. That's a cold mine. <laughs> yeah, man. The video arcade is cool, but the ice yeah. cream spot ended up being dope because that's where all the chicks came because they always wanted mm-hmm. They love ice and cream. And it was easy to hook you up because it's ice cream. It's, it's ice not cream. really inventoried. Right. You who, can't really regulate. Who's to say what a scoop density. and a half is compared to a scoop? <laughs> yeah. You're good. You can't really tell. How many samples? Well, did you have a limit? Like if there was a girl come in like, hey, Roy, can I get a... Can I get some of that chocolate chip? And then you get you hook it up. And you then you have all the samples you want. But okay. I would tell them, I say, just say you want one scoop. If you come in, like, because I would go around, like, on my break, mm-hmm. I would go over to the stores where the cute chicks work. And this was my hustle. Oh, there you go. I would go over to 357, Simply Six, <laughs> California Fashion Mall. You sound like failed sitcoms from yeah. ABC Family. <laughs> Simply six. Simply six. Oh, that God. That does sound like a fucking... No, that's, that's Jenna Von Oy, Six from Blossom, her spinoff that never oh, fucking... Two simply episodes. Simply six. Dude, I would go over to these stores and see the girl, hey, uh, yeah, I'm over at Baskin Robbins. If you want something, just make sure you come to me and just ask for one scoop, and I'll give you two. Oh, my God. And those heifers' face would light up for real. Because <laughs> yeah. they used to dealing with dope boys. Right. They don't give them shit. And it was really that's nice, but not realizing they would show up with their fucking man. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh my god, their so boyfriend you, or whatever will come to pick them up when their shift's over. Yeah, and they come in with the boyfriend. Yeah, we want one scoop. Oh, like, fuck you, like, Daryl. Fuck you. Yeah. That's when. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but my move was I'd ho- no, I'd hollow out the scoop. Like, there's a way if you risk right? it properly when you're scooping the ice cream. <laughs> I love that you have skills with this, dude. It's real shit. I would never look at it and go, "Hey man, uh, 
I think you left some of that scoop. <laughs> Yo, brother, the density of this scoop. The density of your scoop is not consistent. Yeah. Like the fucking Colts feeling the footballs. I don't know. It's not, it's not full. There, there ain't no pecan praline in this. These fucking New England Patriot ice cream scoops. That's what I'm giving out. Yeah, that was my fucking move, man. Dude, that's I, incredible. That's yeah, that was hustle. the best job ever, man. The worst one was um, I telemarketed for a while. Doing um, home security systems in yeah. high school. This is all in high school. In high school. And this yeah. is all pre-comedy, yeah? Yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't do comedy till junior year of college. Oh, shit. Like, I was working. Like, I would work a job for three, four months. Yeah. Because of my school schedule or transportation or car breakdown, I get mm-hmm. fired. And then you're 15, 16. It's easy to get another yeah. shitty drone worker right. BS yeah. job. Yeah, you go to a fast food place, you work at a barber shop. I have one. Um, I used to work at a rehab hospital Ooh. in Birmingham, and I was the food porter who just ran food trays to the floors. Okay. And I don't know what you know about Birmingham sports medicine, but it's like one of the... Well, that's where Dr. James Andrews is. James Andrews. Yeah. So most any athlete right. that gets fucked up gets sent to Birmingham to get repaired. I'd say 60 to 70% of athletes end up in Birmingham at some point for therapy, right? Yeah. yeah. I worked at the hospital where they would be in recovery after their surgeries. So at any given point, on the floor, they were just like, all right, yeah, there's Troy Aikman on the floor, and uh, Vladi Divot just had a fucking knee, but don't speak to him. Oh, shit. And at the time, I'm like a fucking huge Hornets fan, and Divot had just gotten traded. Oh, yeah, and, man. Uh, the, the, the trade Kobe. for Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm brushing up on my Yugoslavian. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I never had the guts, man, but it was cool because you'd always see some random athlete walking down the hall or some shit, or they'd be in like the fucking water therapy areas oh, right. like you're just walking around the hospital with your id badge just in departments that you shouldn't even be of yeah. course like, it's like having the all-access yeah. pass at the nickelodeon yeah. teen, teen choice awards imagine <laughs> seeing your favorite athlete at their saddest moments though like no <laughs> kidding that's, you know, the, that's the worst make, that's the worst make-a-wish ever <laughs> yeah you can meet brett Favre, man but it's but uh, it's it, it's when he's going to rehab for pay for painkillers yeah <laughs> I just picture it's like a great show. I just picture like Vlade Divac wearing one of those uh, hospital gowns and it not being long enough to like cover his ass. Straight cock flapping. Nice. Straight <laughs> cock flapping. <laughs> and that's what he says when they go, Vlade, cover up. He goes, I'm straight cock flapping. Leave me alone. Cocking the flaps. Cocking the flaps. Now, when I, my comedy job was Golden Corral. That was the one. Oh, shit. Two years there. I technically mm-hmm. never quit. I still have the name tag. For Golden Corral? Yeah, I never, I never quit. Because in my head, I could end up back there. Wow. Like in some weird... God, such a comic mentality. Sense of... The, you all, you it always... It all go to shit tomorrow. Exactly. And I've I still got to... my Albertsons uh, grocery store bagger shirt at my uh, home in Seattle and my Universal Studios tour guide badge. Same shit, man, where I'm just like... Still got... It's, it's, I, I still got my Disneyland shirt. Yeah. You're, <laughs> same thing. Wow, dude. It's same on thing. board in my office. It's just... I might have to call Miss Darlene next week for a shift. <laughs> hey, it's been 15 years. Can you put me back on the schedule? Oh my All right, God. baby, come on in. I put you down for a five to nine. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but yeah there, there, there's just always that men- that uh, there's always that mentality, and, and that's and, and that's kind of what keeps you going. It's just, you don't want to get back to that point. I tried to explain to somebody a couple of weeks ago, like people talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people talk. Oh, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep going. The light in my tunnel is the train coming up behind me to run me over. And that's how my, in my brain, that's how my career is. It's like, failure's coming, failure's coming. What's this way? Not the train, run. 
and I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. I couldn't tell. Like, but you're just running. I'm just running. It's just yeah. each gig, each project just somehow leads to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have Is that why you were out of breath when you got to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Five years ago, I couldn't have told you where I was, where I, where my career would be. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm all like most of my goals when people are like, oh, the plan. Most of my goals are like six to nine months out at best. Mm-hmm. And I trust that achieving most of those will get me to the next couple of sets of goals. I think that's a uh, super smart and fair too. And, and and healthy because you can't you know, I feel like this business too is so there's so much uncertainty that you you can have goals like yeah, but it, things are so lofty and so out of your control. Yeah, you can say like, "Hey, I want to sell out Madison Square Garden one day." It's a great goal, fantastic if you can do it. But how do you get mm-hmm. there? There's, there's so many little plateaus that but you, you got to hit along, along the way. But then don't you hear about people that that do that? And then I I can't remember who. I feel like I don't know if it was Dane Cook or Louis or somebody that was like, "I told myself one day I'm going to do it," and then I did it. It was Dane. Mm-hmm. Read in an interview, yeah, and bo- that's dope. Uh, Boston Gardener, and that's dope. But yeah. for him, that's his six to nine month goal, and that works for him. But for mm-hmm. me, I mitigate failure. I, I accept failure as an option. I don't want to fail, and I believe if I do these things, then I won't fail. And every year of my career, that's held true. But uh, I don't trust that the math won't change. Mm-hmm. So I just continue to work. Well, what is this going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I just feel like writing something, so I'm going to write the script. What are you going to do? Uh, these are prank calls. I just want to put them on. Oh, shit. They went viral. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, let's see how we market that. How do we turn this into ticket sales? And yeah. that's that's how it goes. And sometimes I do shit and it doesn't catch on. Yeah. Oh, well. Sometimes it happens, man. I did a, a web series um, a couple. Of, I did it two years ago. Some of them are still up on YouTube. It's called New Faces of Black History. and I like it already. It's basically a satirical look at true black history facts okay and probably cost me five to six thousand dollars to shoot of my own money out of pocket no investors yeah if you pull it up on youtube now i challenge you to find one that has more than three thousand views and Mm -hmm. a lot of that was issued with marketing and editing and i just didn't i didn't it was an administrative fumble of the football that kept that from being what i hoped for it to be but it's a legitimate attempt at something that fucking didn't work out i did another web series um, a couple years ago called the Save a Thug Foundation. It was just about a charity that helps underprivileged thugs get back on their feet after they get out of jail. Mm-hmm. Money out of pocket shot that. 800 views, maybe. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Somewhere in there, but hired the wrong people to do it. Just didn't do my homework the right way. So you learn from the failures yeah. and you keep fucking, you know, striving. But You don't learn unless you're taking those chances either. And everything leads yeah. to, to another thing. And you, you know, you, Otherwise, too, if you're just not finding ways to uh, fulfill those, you know, creative uh, everything that's going like if you're not trying to create if you're only doing one thing, too, by the way, if you're just doing stand up, I feel like that's just not enough. Uh, yeah, this not. day and age, and it's not. Yeah, it's especially not in this you, marketplace, it's also not making yeah. you a fuller uh, person. Like every, obviously, like you know the old cliche about like you gotta have a life uh, worth writing about, but it's like uh, the whole experience of, of you know producing and doing that whole web series, like. You know, there's probably things, people you met in that that, that you don't even know that you're that are going to benefit from later in life or that maybe something happened in that that, like, turned into a bit or... or um, Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I got I got Samuel L. Jackson to retweet me, so that's dope. <laughs> oh, I mean... Again, I, I lead that with story. that when you go up on stage. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. How, what Ninja happened? Turtles on five quarters. <laughs> 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 
This next comment coming to the stage. $1.25 is all it took to take down Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Fucking Krang. <laughs> Wait, what did, say, what did he uh, retweet? Uh, we did. I did an episode of New Faces of Black History on mm-hmm. him and the fact that he said motherfucker more times than <laughs> anyone else in the history of film. I didn't get an official count. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's a true, I, yeah. It's but true. yeah, but like who's going to argue that fact? Exactly. Yeah. And he thought it was funny. And, mm-hmm. fucking, and it's weird when someone you respect, like that little bit of validation. Doesn't matter if anyone else watches this oh, shit. Oh come sure. on, man! Yeah, the that man he got himself it. fucking yes. watched it and got it. And Absolutely, like fucking. It, it sounds like a stupid thing to be happy about, but I was no. like, yeah. "You kidding me?" Uh, yeah. 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 that's incredible, man. He's uh, an icon. Yeah, yeah. and there, there was some study that came out that said Sam Jackson's movies have made more money than any other actor. In film history, he's the number one box office actor of all time. If you go down through all the movies that he's been in ever and do all the box office, add up all the grosses. Well, think about it. It's all the fucking Avengers movies. It's all the Star Wars movies. It's it's a Jurassic Park. Like he's got part of some behemoth. Yeah. So he's like even if he's not the main guy. What about Tom Selleck? Hey, he's not on the running. Mr. Baseball third. made like 200 million worldwide. He's third. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere yeah. in there. But you know what? Like, uh, like you said, you do something like that and you get that little piece of validation. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm on Sam Jackson's radar. Now, if someone says, hey, Roy Wood Jr. is Sam Jackson, he's going to know who I am. Fucking LL Cool J wouldn't retweet me. Though. <laughs> well, I mean, he's too busy hosting the Grammys, that motherfucker. Fucking Uncle L. <laughs> I respect from the. You know, he's never died in any film he's ever been in. What? Wait, didn't he die in Deep Blue Sea? No? Nope. Samuel L. Jackson died in Deep Blue Sea. Mother. <laughs> L.O. is the one at the end that shoots the shark. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's got to be never him, died. man. No, nah, never died. I, I, now, that one I checked. I, I literally <laughs> went through his full <laughs> filmography. Hey, what else? What about Anaconda? Anacon- wasn't he in Anaconda? And that was Ice Cube. How dare you? <laughs> oh, you were racist. Uh, hey, all black rappers <laughs> look alike. Wait, it's okay. I can't wait, tell the difference between all these he, pale sh- white chicks, Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> yeah. fucking Gyllenhaal, and all that. Maggie. Well, well then, but then he was also in Samuel L. Jackson in, in SWAT, too, right? Didn't die. Didn't die in SWAT. Fuck shit up in SWAT. Only, the only one that's Any on the Sunday? bubble... He <laughs> didn't die that one either. Die that the, one. Only lose an one, eye. the only one where you can argue it is in Rollerball. He has a wreck on the bike near the end of the movie, but they never show his body. Oh, Ooh. so it's I not so it's not confirmed. One. He's just out of the plot. It's, it's like funny. Shane. You don't yeah. you, you don't know if he's dead know. or alive. You don't know. Don't fucking no. Holy fuck. Um, see, well, like now Halloween uh H2O, he got shot. Didn't die. A black guy in a horror movie? Nigga survived Michael Myers, dude. What the? LL <laughs> Cool J's a fucking man, dude. He doesn't die. Maybe that's, maybe, the, maybe that's like in his contract. Pull up his IMDb and just, and just go through some of his films. Okay. And I, I'm Are telling you, you, he didn't die. And we did a full story on it. Like yeah. I did a full was, breakdown. Was this in your black history Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be the hardest thing to do as a black actor is not die in, in any movie. Well, Minotti, man. You're going to need like a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Oscars <laughs> for that. First of all, do you know his original name? Oh, uh, James uh, Todd Smith. There it is. Oh, wow. You got to know that as a black person. That's like. <laughs> I, do you? Are there certain things like that you got to know? Where like other black people get mad at you. Like, yeah, you need to know that. You need to have seen. You just said black 101. So what would be the three? If, I, if you were teaching black 101, yeah. what are five things that like Brad and I would need to, that we'd get reprimanded for, for not knowing on you the test? You need to have seen The Color Purple. Sure. Boys in the Hood. Sure. 
I give you a pass on Purple Rain because it's more of a generational thing. Okay. Um, at least one black struggle movie. Your choice. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what about seeing the YouTube video of the, of the kids singing Purple Rain? Or Chocolate Rain? <laughs> no. No Chocolate Rain. Uh, but I will take Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, so you get a pass single? on that. Get it. Oh, like, didn't someone just like remix the video? No. It's like she, she, at, she absolutely the and get sang. out. Um, I paid a dollar for it. I feel like her and Tan Mom should just like do a duet. <laughs> <laughs> Tan Mom's like honorary black lady. Let's see. Uh, I think these are movies. Okay. Um, uh, take it. No, it's a short grudge match. Well, mm-hmm. the, I'll the get deal. That one. Last holiday. Then that it's a black positivity movie. Okay. <laughs> Nobody dies in po- any black movie where somebody's wearing a Christmas sweater. <laughs> no gonna fucking die. It's gonna be a good warm plot. Yeah. Eat some turkey. <laughs> Kingdom Come. Yeah, Charlie. Sweet. She does have a single, and it's on your iPhone. Yeah, I it's it. called "You're a Monkey." Yes, <laughs> it's a black woman. What me. the fuck? Yeah. Hey, this might be the the sweet the... Georgia. It's called "You're a Monkey." Use a monkey. Oh. <laughs> wait, hold that up to the microphone. I think our listeners deserve. To hear a little use a monkey. Oh, my God, dude. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, okay, just... I feel like we can only listen to this if a black man is in studio with us. I can tell by your hair. <laughs> got babble you somewhere. Use a monkey. <laughs> oh, I like the voice in the back. You've been climbing coconut trees. Oh, my God. I'll take things white people can never say for a thousand, Alex. Oh uh, I can tell right. by your feet you've been climbing a coconut tree. Yeah, I don't know what that means, Are you but it makes me very uncomfortable. Kidding me? Ah. <laughs> like I, I don't usually feel white guilt, but man, it's hitting me hard listening to that song. I mean, these are moments of black ignorance that you have to be aware of, gentlemen. Yo, this might be the most uh, underrated LL Cool J credit in 1994. He played Mr. Thornberry on The Adventures of Pete and Pete. <laughs> Get the fuck. How do you still have street cred? And, and, and that's in the early that 90s. It never comes down. IMDb is forever. <laughs> IMDb is forever. In The Adventures of Pete and Pete? Oh, yeah, man. Like, was that one of the episodes with Mr. Tasty? Are you kidding me with that? It might be. I don't know who that is, but it might be. Oh, uh, man, homie. You brought up something earlier that we got to talk about because I'm a huge fan of prank calls. Okay. When did you start doing this? Radio 2001. When I, I graduated uh, from Florida A&M degree in broadcast, I moved back home nice. to Birmingham, mm-hmm. and to do position opened up. Okay. Now originally I was doing radio news. Like I was, I was going to be a hard newsman. And did you have a news voice? News time is 7:44 now, and I'm Roy Wood Jr. in oh, the shit. Hot 105 WVHT News Center, North Florida, South Georgia's number one. Like that's legit. Wow. You got a great voice. Yeah, for that was man. my shit, man. Yeah. And my dad. I mean, I'm from a journalism family. My dad, you know, was 50 years in radio before he died. I got two brothers that's in the mm-hmm. shit too. Wow. And so it was easy to come home and try and get a job. So the radio station, the comedian left right like a month before I got to town. I go, hey. I'm a comic, and I also have a degree in this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to do better than me. Wow. And they go, Good we, intro. Don't, we don't give a fuck <laughs> about your fucking degree. And by the way, one scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted, um, so I got hired there um, to, do pr- to do pranks. That's all they wanted me to do. They just mm-hmm. go, 
do pranks, don't do shit else. We don't care what else you do. Just do prank calls because that was the, you know, radio is called a benchmark. It's the one right. thing you have to deliver every day. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. fans counted on it. And I just did pranks. And after about a month, and this is five days a week, you're in the production room at 4.35 in the morning trying to come up with someone to fuck with. Yeah. So you can edit it and have it ready by 7.05. Right. Oh. And in terms of building improv skills, holy fuck, dude. Like that for right. four years, that was mm-hmm. my gig. And after about a month or two, they started letting me kind of comment on stuff on the air. I started making parody songs, fake commercials, and showing a more more comedic range. Yeah. And so then they were like, all right, you can co-host. And so I moved up from just a prank call guy to intern to producer, co-host, and then eventually hosted the shit. Are you still doing sets at night while, while, while you're doing this? Dude, I'm doing sets out of town. Like, Jeez. I was doing radio... If it was under five hours, yeah, that was just a that was I used to call it a quick flip. You get in the car, you go mm-hmm. do the gig, you go right back home, you sleep at the station two to five a.m. You get up, you do the morning show, you get back in your car, you drive the fuck back to Louisville or Knoxville yeah. or wherever you're at because I couldn't afford to lose track because at that point I was three years into stand up, I couldn't lose track. Right, you're learning. What are you gonna do? Come off the road in the south? Like mm-hmm. six months off the road is another year of begging and pleading to get back to where you were yeah. six months ago. Yeah, so I can't miss a gig. Yeah, if you're doing the radio station, Chucky Ducky's going to take your spot. <laughs> <laughs> nice hamburger. Hamburger. I actually lied to get on the station because they weren't letting anybody else fucking audition because they had already had enough comics and they didn't like mm-hmm. anybody. And they're like, fuck it, we'll just go without a comic and we'll figure out another way. So I called the station. The guy, is uh, his name is Buck Wild. We're still friends to this day. I called the station. I go, yeah, man, um, Roy, blah, 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 blah. We're not doing that contest anymore. I go, well, yeah, man, but I'm really funny. You all should come uh, check me out. And he goes, where are you going to be? I go, well, um, you know, I'll see you Friday. Y'all hosting the D.L. Hughley show, right? He goes, yeah. I go, well, I'm opening up for D.L. Hughley. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just check me out Friday. Just stay long enough to check me out, even if you don't stay for D.L. We'll see. He hangs up in my face. So I call the comedy club. Now, at this point, I've been working the comedy at the Stardome for like two, three years. Yeah. I call up Bruce Ayers. Go, Bruce. Yo, I love Bruce. I go, Bruce. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> I go, yo, um, I just got hired at the radio station this week. Oh, congratulations. I go, listen, uh, I know they usually host for D.L. Hughley, but I think this, they want to try something different. Uh, Buck Wild told me to tell you that uh, he's going to go out and just kind of host a show. And then Buck Wild will bring me out, and I'll do five minutes, and then I'll bring out, you know, the rest of the, I, and I'll right. carry the rest of the yeah. show. I'll MC the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. This is what Buck Wild wants. And Bruce, mm-hmm. said, all right, no problem. Just do five and keep it clean and wear a suit. Wow, and, uh, yeah, that's fine. So Friday night, all I have to do is keep Buck Wild and Bruce away from each other, oh, yeah. right? So they don't talk <laughs> to each other and get the story straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's a that's a damn sitcom moment uh, right so there. Buck thinks I'm there on the right. behalf of the comedy club. The comedy club thinks I'm there on the behalf of the radio station. Oh my God. And DL Hughley can't kick me off the show because DL's first thing is who the fuck are you? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. Because you know he's got his crew. Yeah. Sure. I go, oh, yeah, I'm with the radio station, man. It's just my job to bring you up. I'm gonna just do two. They just got me doing two minutes of promotions. And you're doing yeah, and you and you tell him two minutes. That two sounds minutes. official. I go, yeah. but he's he's not gonna keep track. No. Right. Most comics are backstage. Just We're and your opener. Right. He's just middling milling around. Mm-hmm. He, all he's waiting for to hear is, "Are you ready for this comic?" And you go, yeah. and he knows that's, that's his fucking thirty second call. Right. 
to be fucking side of the stage. So I go up five minutes. I rip as hard as you can in five. It's five awesome. minutes. You right. can't. There's only so much damage you can do. Sure. sure. I come off stage. Buck Wild is standing on the side of the stage, and he goes, "See you Monday." And that was it. Nice. And that's how I got the job. Nice. The fucking Shit. radio station. Well done. And so that's unbelievable. It's a great hustle. Monday, I get there, and he goes, "Prank calls." <laughs> you motherfucker! This is not what I do. Yeah. Hey man, do you want to work here? We need prank calls. I don't give a shit what else you do, but every morning, 7.05, I need a prank call. I need it under three minutes, and I need it edited for sound. Do you know how to edit? Um, do you know how to use this audio editing equipment? I go, yes, sir. See you at 7.05. And he oh, closes shit. the production door room, and I just start calling work. gas stations and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your go-to? Strip, yeah. Four or five o'clock in the morning, eight before five different things open. Right. So, like, if you listen to a lot of my pranks where I call businesses, it's strip clubs, it's gas stations, it's hospitals, it's hotels, it's hospitals. Yeah. Oh, what? Dude. Well, Fuck yeah. Yeah, like the delivery department or something, right? No, I no? call the floor and just ask for motherfuckers that aren't there anymore, <laughs> and then they go, well, "He's not on this floor," and I flip out. Go, oh shit, my nigga dead. <laughs> they killed my nigga. Chino, Chino, man, he gone. And the ladies on the phone, sir, I don't understand. We need to transfer you to a grief counselor. Of course, they transfer you so quickly, right? Oh, absolutely. They they send you down to like the central processing and stuff. This one on YouTube, people can download or just listen to. It's a (laughs) Rick Ross, um, like four years ago, he had heart trouble or some shit midair. Yeah. And the plane emergency landed in Birmingham. Right, right, right. And they kept him in Birmingham Mm -hmm. for two days for observation. Mm -hmm. I prank called the hotel trying, I prank called the hospital trying to get his room. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking for him, I'm asking for him under all of his fucking rap nicknames. (laughs) So I'm like, I call and I go, yeah, I need Ricky Rose's room. (laughs) She goes, who? Rose, last name Rose, first name Ricky. Yeah, uh, Ross. It's just I go through like you know, uh, ten, fifteen. He names. responds to the boss. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I said that like it was in literally ladies on the line. You can hear a clack in the keyboard. Sir, I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, there's no one by the name of the boss here. There's no Rose. Could you not do the call the day before? Do you have to do it like by four or five o'clock in the morning? I could if mm-hmm. it was something that a listener requested or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would just have to stay behind at the station, but that was hard because more often and than not at sets. night I was gone. Wow. So most pranks were done within 30 minutes of them airing, which is fucking insane. Yes. When you think about just editing it for time and it's got to be funny. And right. Which is why I feel like now, like I've tried to do prank calls since then. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, they're not as funny. Like the pranks that I do now, you know, I'm going to do one last album this year, but nothing that I do will ever be as good as that. Like, those first because you don't have that pressure on you to like be to make it something that first album i did in 03 um my mama made me wear this like that prank album man that's my fucking blueprint mm-hmm. like that because it was the pressure like i got to get a rise out this lady so i have to say something ridiculous and stuff that right. i wouldn't dare say now right i would fire off that shit and then topping you know your daughter's <laughs> ugly and her daughter it's an ugly gene going through your family because you're desperate at that point. I wouldn't even molest her. Like, <laughs> I, 
I would never say that now. No. But I've said shit like that wow. to people. Because I need, it's 6.45, bitch, and if you don't say something funny by right. 7 o'clock, I it's need five over. minutes to edit. And back in these days, you still had to burn it to a CD oh, yeah. and carry it over yeah. to the... Right over. Yeah. You can't it's just, not a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, you can't just put it in digital. And and uh, I don't know if you know this, I'm coming from the world of morning radio. I just had a morning radio show up in San Francisco. Nice. And so, like, but now we, we, we try to do these... We would try to do some prank calls, and they, they, we had this legal department that would tell us, you have to tell people before you start the prank call that this is for the radio. I'm like, then what's the fucking point of the prank call? They say that. Yeah. They don't but check. if you get verbal releases on the back end, mm-hmm. you're good. It's yeah. just a matter of having a lawyer that's willing to stand tall. Otherwise, you have to do them out of Nevada or I think Jersey has a law where you don't have to tell the party beforehand. Right, but right, right. If that was the case and you have to tell somebody before, <laughs> then you fucking... You can't do a prank call. It's, it's such a stupid fucking thing. Yeah, it's insane. I yeah. used to prank call uh, as, as a kid. I used to call the Seattle, I grew up in Seattle, the uh, sports radio stations after like game, after Mariners <laughs> games, Sonics games. God. As a kid, I would sometimes get on four or five times in a night changing my voice at like 10, 11 years old. I'd call and be like, uh, hey, um, I just had a couple quick uh, trade suggestions. I think uh, Jay Buhner's playing really well, but I really think maybe we should trade him for, for like, because the hot dogs at the Mariners games are really, they're not, they're, they're, they're really not that great. Maybe we should trade him for like better hot dogs. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And I hang up with me and I come back. I'm like, yeah, we uh, so just been a long time listener, big Mariners fan, uh, King Griffey Jr., man. So I, I got a great idea for a trade. We trade King Griffey Jr. for a couple PlayStations and uh, just like crazy. <laughs> no, click. And sometimes these guys would like really like uh, uh, you know want to hear out more. They're like, they're like, are sure. you actually a fan? And then they'd ask me all these questions. And I'd always try to give like a little bit of insight. Sometimes not to <laughs> right. the bat. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like they That's smart. But you, you know, I'm sure you figure that out too. It's like you can't uh, be too ridiculous too quickly. It's tougher now because of just caller ID and the laws. And you know, when yeah. I started in '01. I would buy Walgreens phone cards, and those concealed your number. And yeah. then wow. phone cards changed over to showing the number that you're calling. Even though you're using a phone card, it still shows the actual number. So if you had caller ID, it still said Cox Radio. So yeah, man. You yeah, know, it's then, a radio station fucking with you. So then right. I had to become doubly slick and get a Skype number. But then if I get Skype, then you've got certain stuff blocked on your phone where I can't call you from some wow. VPN number. So it's just, it's a constant cat and mouse. And I finally figured out a pretty good system that works with Google voice to prank phone call people <laughs> yeah. and record it into the computer. So that's what I've been doing lately, but Jeez. it's um, a young man's game. Did you ever have anything go down like serious, like while you were prank calling someone? There's probably two where I legitimately probably would have gotten a station suit and me fired. <laughs> One of them, I almost got my ass beat. What um, happened? I prank called a guy in Cleveland. This, at this point, so, I put, so I'm, put, I'm taking the pranks that we're doing on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have, at the time, we had an asshole of an IT guy at the station who wouldn't put the pranks on the fucking radio station website. If you missed this morning's prank... Go to 957jams.com. Well, you know, I don't know how we're going to put that up there because, you know, this page already enough stuff and you got to put it on the morning show page. That's you know? your job, asshole. Email it to me and I can post it by Thursday, motherfucker. Jesus. Yeah. The prank aired this morning. Right. Motherfucker want to hear it at their desk. And, you know, in, at the time, that was kind of that whole concept of, I didn't know it at the time, but kind of, in a way, 
podcasting. Yeah. Did you miss this morning show? Here's a clip, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I'll put up Monday's clip on Thursday because I can't get to it yet. <laughs> and that's why I built my website. That was the first reason I built fucking RoyVirginia.com was to post pranks from the morning show. That so, day. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you miss this morning's prank, Here it's it on the website. Dude, that right. was a brilliant idea. Next mm-hmm. year, YouTube hits. People start taking my pranks and attaching them in email. This is back when going viral was over email. You didn't even mm-hmm. fucking get video links and yeah. Vine and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit. And people were taking my pranks and putting them to videos and posting them on YouTube. And the shit was going crazy. So I'm getting emails from all over the country of people prank call my aunt. Prank. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm a Birmingham radio show. But I'm prank calling some motherfucker in Cleveland. The, the listener don't give a fuck. Right. They just want to hear somebody cuss. Sure. So I called this dude in Cleveland, and his kid had gotten expelled from one school for jacking off in class. <laughs> that's mean, that, true. That's true. That's backstory. That's not even the, that, that's not even the prank. No. Okay. Brad and this kid got a lot in common. You know. <laughs> hey. First grade, just straight meat beating, just straight just getting it. <laughs> First grade, like First grade. <laughs> I don't even think I even started playing with my dick to maybe like second grade. Like I was this just dude's say, a yeah. champ. Yeah, hey, he's what, like, first grade. You said he's excelling. It's like LeBron <laughs> <with> masturbation. <laughs> fucking kid. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this kid needed only one quarter to beat Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking. I call this guy and I accuse his kid of teaching my kid how to jack off. Awesome. Teach him overhand, teach him underhand. (laughs) Motherfucker's horrible. Was he Pete Sampras? Yeah. (laughs) So the guy, so then I threatened to meet the guy, which Uh is what I shouldn't have done. And I have like certain prank call bylaws that I follow. Right. And in the heat of the moment, I broke one of the bylaws, which is Mm -hmm. you don't offer to meet the person. You can say, oh, I'm going to do all this shit to you or whatever. But. You don't go, come meet me. And he goes, where are you at? And I said, I'm at the school right now. He hangs up. <laughs> I call him back for 20 minutes straight. He doesn't answer. Right. So I call his wife who set the prank up. And I go, hey, can you call him? He's not answering from my phone. Da, 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 da. She calls him. Turns out he was at the school. He had just gotten to the school by the time she got him on the phone. And he was getting ready. Because I told him, I'm in the office. Come look for me, motherfucker. I'm right here in the office. Yeah. This dude's finna walk into a school and beat the shit out of a complete stranger. Yeah, some dude's like, hey, you're holding a phone. But I insulted his kid, right. which is fine. That's part of how I get you riled up. But sure. I shouldn't have told you where I was right. because then you have motivation to go leave the house. If yeah. you so much as had a wreck on the way, oh, I'm liable. Yeah, yep. you're done. If he goes in, his kid gets expelled, I'm liable. Yep. Like yeah. that's, if he punches some guy in the office, yeah, and he all of that you. recording all, all, all that. law, that shit goes mm-hmm. out the window. You're still fucking with somebody. And if right. they get riled up and hurt themselves because you fucked with them, mm-hmm. you're, fuck, you're, you're screwed. You're liable. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I fucking, I say all that to say, eight months later, Cleveland Improv in the flats. Oh, boy. I do the show, and there's a guy two rows backstage left, stone face, whole show, not a fucking word. And I'm not a crowd work guy. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a fuck why you're not laughing. Just leave. If I'm not funny to you, just leave. I don't, uh, Mm -hmm. like these comedians who get all sensitive and, motherfucker, why you ain't laughing, motherfucker? These jokes good. Maybe they're not. Maybe (laughs) Maybe they're not. Maybe my jokes aren't good to you. Sometimes not my cup of tea. I've seen shit that didn't entertain me and I left. Or I just sat quietly. I'm Mm -hmm. not to be berated. So I don't bother to do that. That, then if you're making 98% of the 
rest of the audience laugh. Who, yeah. Who gives a fuck? Fucking, I'm cool yeah, with that. Exactly. I, I look at him as just a visual YouTube thumbs down. Like, <laughs> you see the thumb over yeah, his head. Like, <laughs> you just see a YouTube thumbs yeah. down. Like, you're the guy that clicks thumbs down on yeah, all yeah, my yeah. shit. Yeah, fuck you. At the merch table, he comes up, shakes my hand, tight grip, pulls me close, mm-hmm. and he goes, I just want to let you know if I want to touch you, I could touch you. Don't you ever fucking call me again. And he just walks off. And as he's walking off, I go, the school, right? He goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I walked off. This motherfucker waited eight months. Eight months. Bought a ticket. <laughs> two drink minimum. <laughs> sat through the entire an show. hour and a half comedy show. Yeah. To deliver that threat. Like, wow. Just let just letting you yo, know. No, man. If well, I can touch you, I can touch you. My body went fucking cold, I was dude. Say, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I touch you. I could touch you. And I and I, I got a grin on my face. What did you tell yeah, about? Yeah. About? He goes, if you ever What are you quoting you some LL Cool J movie? Yeah. <laughs> don't you ever call me no motherfucking more. Holy shit. And I went, oh, oh this man. guy. The school. They just had to double check, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like that scene in Blow. Where Johnny Depp knows he's getting arrested at the end. I love that. Where movie. as soon as yeah. he's agreed to buy the coke, and he knows it's a cop, mm-hmm. and he just puts his hand down and he just goes, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> you're arresting me, aren't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a prank. That was a close call, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a couple others where you know chicks wanted to you know show up and try to fucking beat my ass at the radio station. <laughs> Have- but the, but that's just because they were embarrassed. Yeah, yeah of you course. Know, they don't, chicks don't like to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you come out with fucking concert tickets and a free prank CD in your hand. Yeah, sure. and all is it's well. smooth over. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give a girl free tickets. All is right in her world. Take yeah. him back. Eat that pussy. Would you? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I mean, good. that's one way to smooth it all over. Take him out. Damn, take him to the sales department. Take yeah, to. I feel like that's what the owner of the arcade told you to do after you beat Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Hey, Roy Wood, take these girls in the back, eat their pussies, man. I'm like, you got it, son. You deserve it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rip, them up, rip, rip it up like you just ripped up Shredder. Oh, they, they love the way you handled Baxter Stockman. <laughs> Baxter, Baxter Stockman. How about Jesus. that pull? That's incredible. Uh, that one. We, uh, so there's this Thai restaurant that I order from, right? And I've prank called it Canara? No, it's Tid, uh, Tid Lim on Melrose. All right. Uh, we've had, uh, people, uh, we usually have do it from people, uh, Ari Spears did it as uh, DMX, uh, our boy, Jonathan Kite uh, from two broke girls did it as Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, and we prank call inside a restaurant. I order from it all the time. So their business is fine, but they never pick up on it. And it's, would you be down to do it right now? Uh, yeah. All right. Fuck all right. Cool. Hang on. Let me think of something. Yeah. I don't yeah. yeah. Just call and spew yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. We can, we, we can. Uh, I'm trying to think of like. Can we fuck with him on like an address? Like, yeah, you deliver it to the wrong address. Yeah, they deliver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can get yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. All right. I mean, we're kind of, we 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 don't have a lot of fancy equipment, so you literally have to hold the phone like oh, up, dude, like like up good. to the microphone. We've done that before. All right. Yeah. Why do you fuck with this place? Because you love them? Because <laughs> they're hilarious. Because I give them enough business, and they're fucking. They're, we did it once, and they. uh yeah, killed it. <laughs> oh, they're open. They're always open. No answering machine. Hello, hello. Yes, ma'am. Good evening. 
Hello. Hello. Yes, yes ma'am. Hello. What is your name? Can I help you? Yes, ma'am. I am Dr. Sitman Azibo. I am from the Nigeria. And I would like to know, uh, you leave some stuff out of my order. I want to know where the rest of my food is. Because you will not steal from I... me. You bring the delivery in the delivery. Everything is not here, ma'am. But I'm very angry. I come for takeout, and you take the order. Okay, you want to pick up order, right? What the fuck? Uh, uh, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, I already come and get the food, and someone took a bite out of my egg roll. Someone already ate my egg roll. You want the order, my, your egg roll? Ma'am, I already have egg roll, but you eat my egg roll. Why do you eat my egg roll, ma'am? It is because I am black, ma'am. May I speak manager, please, ma'am? I, w- I would like to speak manager, please. Hello. Hello. Ah, yes, sir. Hello. How are you, sir? Yes, praise Jesus. This is Dr. Sitman Azibo. I come in there earlier tonight, sir. I come in, I get the order to go. Do you follow? Do you understand? I, I don't understand. What is it? Did you come? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I come earlier. I come and get the food, and you bite out of my egg roll. Someone beat my egg roll, and I want to know who the fuck bite the egg roll that I, that I ordered. Why would you cook? Why you do that? What? What? I don't understand. What's wrong with the, the, the egg roll? Someone bite it. You bite my egg roll, then put it in box. I bite your egg roll? Yes, sir. Yes, no, 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 nobody's touching the egg roll. I don't know where to pick up order. Do not raise voice at me. You do not raise voice at me. Do not yell at me, sir. No, no, I'm talking to my people. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask, raise a voice. Ask you them. Surprised. Ask them, please. Ask, ask everyone right now if they bite my egg roll because I have an egg roll over here that is bitter. Someone bite it. What did you order? What I, else did you order? I, I order I order a lot of a lot of stuff. There's a party, sir. We're having a party, and we order we order noodles. Tell me what did you order? Why do you yell at me, sir? I am a nice sir, man. I am black, sir. You are racist. You yell at a black man. What? What? I asked you what did what else did you order? I didn't tell you anything else. Why are you racist? I just want to know what did you order? What else did you order? That's all. I don't know which order you're talking about. You know, I had to find out. It does nothing. It does not. The order, no matter. You ask the cook if he bite an egg roll. Because hey, he might. Dog, you know, what else did you order? He might bite Can all the egg rolls. Order the egg roll sir. only? Just, just one item? Sir. That you order? Sir. Sir. Lisa. Lisa. He bite all the egg rolls. He might be biting all of the egg rolls. And he is a criminal. And we must bring him down. Do you understand, sir? I, I don't care what you're talking about, okay? I don't. I asked you what else did you order? Did you, you, did you just talk about somebody buy your egg roll? Nobody touch your egg roll, okay? Yes, sir. You do not know you who touched. What you want, okay? You, you don't know. You want? I just don't want to. I don't want to argue with you. You just don't understand what I'm asking you. I asked you what else did you order besides the egg roll? That's all. That's my question. And you're just talking about something else. I'd like to speak to the I cook, want to explain please. To you. I'd like to speak to the cook, please. I would not like to talk to you anymore. Hello? <laughs> <laughs>
Holy shit, dude. Well done. He got angry. Roy Wood Jr. Dude, you're incredible, man. The first rule of pranks is never get them what they ask. Never give them what they ask for. Okay. (laughs) So he just wants your order. Oh my god. Don't give him that. So don't so don't just say something to appease him. Don't just say, Oh, I I, I had the pad thai noodle. I have something that's more important. Right. Then my issue is more important than your issue, uh-huh. and then that just starts a tug of war. It's like it's oh it's you could use the same strategy in arguing with your girl if you just wanted to get your chick mad. Don't ask, don't answer her a question. <laughs> just straight up, don't answer her a question. It's the quickest way uh-huh. to to start an argument. Don't, so, don't ask a question. Yeah, don't answer it. No, so where were you? You look so good. <laughs> I where, said, where were you? Yeah. I mean, you know, that doesn't matter. I'm here. I'm with you now. Yeah, I'm here. What does that even mean? I know you're here, but what? where were you earlier? No, that don't matter. It doesn't matter. <sighs> what matters right now is what's going on between what's us. What's going on between us is where were you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just, it just fucking escalates. Wow, dude, that was unbelievable. Fuck, I should have wired that. That was a keeper. Hey, it's on here. I'll give you the, I'll, I'll cut the dude, piece for you, man. Yeah, that we, is Aries hilarious. wanted the same thing, dude. He did DMX for like eight minutes with the dude. He goes, he goes I want the, uh, <laughs> I can't say it, he goes, he goes, oh, give some pad thai. I want the Pearl Harbor special. And he goes, and I want the, uh, and the guy's like, what? The Pearl Harbor what? The Pearl Harbor special. And some, uh, he goes, <laughs> He goes, he goes, what to drink? He goes, I want some. He goes, black. I want some grape juice. He goes, I want some of that, uh, you know, some of that black person drink. Give me some of that purple drink, you know. Oh, dude. Oh, shit. It was so great. Well, he's like, yeah, cat. You got fried cat. <laughs> I didn't bite the egg roll. I didn't dude, bite the egg roll. I've met, dude, all the time. And then my buddies, Jeff Bridges, were like, hey, man, uh, trying to look on your website, man. And, but dude, that was dude, unbelievable. That he, was I've so never heard great. him get angry. Yeah. No, dude, and that's always. I love that you asked for the manager because it, it, it usually he picks up, mm-hmm. so and he's the best. The woman is always like, yeah, know, she's she, taking the orders. Well, no, she also didn't know what was going on, right? And then and his English like, is better Nobody than hers. bite your egg roll. And then you're like going to ask the cook. I think someone's back there biting all the egg rolls. We got to take down this criminal. Yeah, but like in all truthfulness, the fuck matter which egg roll he bit, right? What the fuck is back to by Negro? And he wouldn't know what you ordered because he, you know, maybe that's how he was going to track down your name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it still yeah. doesn't matter. Right. The problem is internal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. It's not me. No. I love. I I love that you've broken this down like fucking Vince Lombardi with gate with game tape. We get a sale here and a sale here and a prank call. So that was amazing. Once you figure out the stuff that pushes people, mm-hmm. like you figure out what's important to someone and you insult it. <laughs> or you claim to do it better than them. Yeah. I've had guys pull guns out in the middle of pranks. There's a prank. Um, <laughs> what, like, so you're calling them on the phone? Yeah. And, and they're, they're pulling guns out? They're on the front porch with a, with a gun, according to their wife. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, bad breaks. Google that one if you get a chance on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and all your pranks are on. Uh, yeah, most of you just And you have an album out of them, Roy right? Wood J. I have four. Yeah, have four three, three. Three okay. pranks, one stand up. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Um, I called a guy. He runs a brake shop. Yeah, I'm looking at this work you did on this lady car. It's bullshit. You ain't got mm-hmm. no. You ain't doing no real work. I'm gonna tell him to come over there and take your certification. <laughs> Argument ensues. Yeah, done. Because you're that's it. You're I taking that guy's your, livelihood. Yeah, I yeah. insulted your craftsmanship. Done. I insult what you're proud of, or your kids, or right. 
Well, uh, d- well done with the accent too. Yeah, it great, <laughs> oh, it's dude. horrible. It's a horrible. Nigerian people hate it. <laughs> well, it's well, such well, an awful accent. Well, because they know, but that well, white people that, who can't do Nigerian love it <laughs> exactly <laughs> like us. That was, that was like so if Godfrey heard that, he'd be infuriated. <laughs> Godfrey, yeah, because his dad's Nigerian. Yeah, exactly, and Godfrey does like a legit Nigerian right. accent. He's on good. Stage. He fucking crushes. Uh, Roy Wood Junior on Twitter. Yes, sir. Uh, at Roy Wood Junior. Same mm-hmm. thing on it's, it's Roy Wood Junior. dot com or at. You got all yeah, your tour yeah, dates yeah. on there. Uh, dude, YouTube Roy, uh, your Conan appearances, Letterman, uh, are so good, dude. You're so good. Thank you have you, to come sir. back because I want to talk about the uh, the preparation and all that shit for the late night stuff because mm-hmm. all those shows are so, uh, you know, there's a different it's flavors. Weird. And, different and you've done them all. Seth it's Myers, Conan, weird. Letterman, Ferguson. You've done them all. Did them all except for Leno, Fallon. Well, I'll give you a chance here right now. My next guest coming up <laughs> is uh, a very funny black comedian. Can't do a very good Nigerian action, Jimmy but Kimmel. used to work at Baskin Robbins and beat Ninja Turtles <laughs> on a dollar twenty-five. Uh, I'll show you the way when I buy that coin out for my house. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not even joking about that. That's gonna happen, uh, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys. That was, that was amazing. This was fun, man. Yeah, it was a blast, dude. Yeah, you're you're so good at these. Uh, Corral, I love you. <laughs> if you're like, listening to this right now, thanks, Rob. Uh, thanks, buddy. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>